Welcome to Stories of the In-Between, where we find freedom, healing, and transformation through sharing vulnerable stories, sounds, poems, and works of art about living in the in-between. In between paradigms, life phases, portals, labels, and boxes, in order to live into the creatriarchy, equitable sovereignty, love elementality, and radical respect every living being and Mama Gaia herself deserves. I am your host, Adrian Arrow Phillips, therapist, womb wisdom guide, doula, coach, multidisciplinary artist, and writer. Join me for your dose of potent story medicine as we go deep into the multifaceted, multidimensional revolution and power that come from stories of the in-between. Hello, welcome back to Stories of the In-Between. It's Adrian, and I have a poem share, another one for you today. And coming to you June 10th. And yeah, what's been going on since the death of George Floyd, three and a half blocks from my home in Minneapolis on May 25th, from now, from then until now, is... Uh, very considerable and yeah I'm, I wrote a little bit of a reflection that I wanted to share with you about it the dust is settling the Minneapolis City Council has voted to defund the police departments this is a huge win and this is so far from over I'm not a politician but I do have a heart a human heart and can channel what the human heart may desire to hear. I am a mother first and foremost now. It is the most essential work there is. Okay, now let's talk about education. Who's the very first educator most children have? Mama and Baba. They are here. They are here for you. They see you, feel you, and are so grateful you're here. <sighs> exciting new energy. My neighbor had her baby today. We were getting checks, chicks this week. And I want to be the best I can be. Be a great person to the best of my ability. Because to be well is to be free. And to be free is for each being to be free. Free of lack and tyranny. Free of relegating ourselves to the dependent. No, you are the mama, the mighty mothering tree. Justice is served when you are in your womb space because the womb is where the ways of the creator are. The connections with angels and descendants, with ancestors and newborns, newborn energy. We now have a newborn coming into our home, energy of new life, chickens, rabbits. This is new life. This is the new earth, shedding white supremacy fully and fully replacing it with equitable sovereignty because it is equitable sovereignty that will be the key for resource reallocation because we must continue to use the privilege we still have as white peop people to actually redistribute resources, finances, funds. 
to be a part of a system that will replace the police, the police now officially defunded in this city. Thank goddess, a step, an actual step in the right direction. Now being, ability to talk to my young children about it, what is important in this new world? Growing food, using voice, feeling emotions, allowing myself to not know, allowing myself time to grieve, imagining into the reallocation of funds, and figuring out my role in this, having conversations about gentrification, about what it really means with my realtor sister, hoping that our conversation helps spark others amongst her white realtor friends that this must not be an opportunity to come in and buy up all the burned out buildings burned down by hate and white supremacist white supremacist hate it is a time to make sure that POC owned businesses receive the funds to rebuild led by black people stepping down from the unconscious bias, from the supremacy that terrorized our streets amidst the flood of thousands of people that marched on behalf of George Floyd's life. And now we live in a new world barely fathomable out only three months ago. Now we are here, the veil pulled back, the curtain pulled back all the way. What to do now? Listen to womb wisdom. Listen to that deep intuition, that place that you may have been ignoring. Listen to how you are being called to show up. Maybe it is taking care of your children. Maybe it is taking a nap. Maybe it is taking time to dance and shake your body hard to some music and release the fear response built up in your nervous system in my Maybe it is releasing the fear response built up in my nervous system and then committing again to the ancestor work that will transform the inner landscape because that is what is called for now. Deep inner transformation in order to act in the world with collective right action. The dust is settling. The block is now quiet again. So quiet compared to the two weeks of hums of no justice, no peace, no justice, no peace, and change is gonna come, and George Floyd, George Floyd, George Floyd, and revving up of engines and shots and rubber bullets and burning buildings. And now new chicks, new relationships with food, with life, with sacredness. No longer can white men get away with this. No longer can I sit as a white woman and be silent and complicit. But it is nuanced. I had a Facebook exchange with a, a fa- uh, of, a, of acquaintance from a few years back, or a friend, a friend of acquaintance, uh, a white man that got really triggered when I made a call for white men to step up into more of their ancestor work. So I wanted to share this 
post that I wrote, I think on, was it June 1st? This is what I see and feel on ground. Peaceful protesters with songs and flowers and prayers and solution seeds and dreams that the world we desire come together for true justice, liberation of black people, and also on behalf of all humanity. I see Lake Street unrecognizable, burned down by hate. I see people defending the city and cleaning up despite it being lit on fire <clears throat> with by those with unaddressed and unintegrated wounds and traumas. I see the white mask you psyche after two months of a global inner feminine moment when there was no usual bar, restaurant, concert, or shopping spree to distract, we're forced to look inward and feel the reflection in the mirror. And what do we find in too many? What do rage and dirty pain, denial, twisted into actions of hate, outer hate, but almost more importantly, inner self-hate? What do we do when we sense all the energy of our choices this lifetime and, la and last of our ancestors that have been full of pain and sadness, unaddressed and unchecked sideways pain comes out, out as wanting to terrorize pe peaceful people, wanting deep and true change. And as a white person, as a white woman, there's a lot of unaddressed, unintegrated wounding that comes from ancestors stealing farmland murdering indigenous folks, participating in slavery, and coming from unstable situations back in Europe, and being jealous and wanting power over the feminine midwife, healer, witch, feminine people because we have the power to birth life. I imagine, again, white, masculine, and femme people stepping up and being willing to do some deep ancestor work in the safe container in a safe container to touch, tend, and alchemize the deep wounds that have resulted in this blatant hurt and hate? What if you could treat yourself how a mother treats her newborn, compassionate, tender, and not afraid to wail and cry it out and release the centuries-old energetic thick, thick knots tethering us to this unfortunate reality? What if we what if I was willing to do this on behalf of all of humanity? Let us not look the other way. Let us not pretend that it, this isn't so. Love and blessings. So I wrote that post just calling forth my white brothers and sisters, my white human friends. Uh to call us into the ancestor work that I sense is extremely needed to transform these, these collective thought matrices from the inside out. And uh, I'm very grateful that um, uh, one of my you know, Facebook friends wrote back and you know, challenged my, my, my thoughts um, because the conversations between white people, that is what's needed right now. We need to, as a white person, step up and have more conversations with our loved ones and and be okay, you know, if you have if you reach out to one person, one friend every day, I believe that's enough because we show up again tomorrow and the next day and the next day and have another conversation 
and unraveling a little bit more. And now that the recent unfolding of George Floyd, I, I sense in uh, my white community, my, my white sister, my white, you know, friends um, that, you know, that the, the conversations are actually shifting in a way that hasn't been shifted before. And so it's pretty exciting. And yeah, one of the white men kind of challenged me and he said, your hatred of white men as a group is, is just as sexist and racist as what you claim to be against. I accept that I was born with white male privilege and I am using it in, every, in everything in my power to change this decrepit culture. I have always stood for the equality of all humans in the way of life in harmony with earth. I don't think you have a right to define the white mask you psyche as a repository of all things negative. And so this was my response to him. With compassion, I say that you can take what you like from my analysis and leave the rest. My intention was not superiority as I do not believe that I am superior, superior to anybody. I definitely do not hate all white men and in fact have plenty of white male friends and understand this cohort as a definite part of humanity. But I think it is important to understand that no one is exempt from complicity in the dying system, in this dying system, unless we are actively having conversations about dismantling it with other white people who may or may not yet have the understandings that you do about your white privilege. So if you believe that you are using your white privilege to do, any, to do everything in your power to change the systems, then why are you so off-put by this post? I am not saying that the white male psyche is inherently bad. I am saying that there are layers upon layers of unaddressed wounds and trauma which results in a cohort of white males that still adhere to white supremacy enough to terrorize the streets of Minneapolis in the ways that it has been in these last weeks. I think, take it or leave my opinion, that we should be calling our white male friends and family and having conversations about, about things and then ancestor work. I'm not saying that we should blame that we need to blame the white masque people but rather that but rather that collectively as white people it is important to look at ourselves as both the part of the answer and a part of the problem. I say what on, was on my heart because it is silence because silence is complicity. And yes if there are if there is any collective psyche that I can define, it is my own, the white femme psyche. And what I see in the collective white femme psyche is that we have been silent consciously and unconsciously for far too long, that we have been known to weaponize the system against brown and black people, like in the video of what is her name? Al Alice Cooper? Al no, Alice Cooper. The the YouTube video. You you know what I'm talking about of the white woman in Central Park weaponizing the system knowingly on a black person for doing nothing wrong except n nothing wrong, or le you know, dog off a leash. If I don't internalize this as something I need to talk to, talk with about, internalize this as something I need to talk about with other white women, then I view myself as complicit and a part of the problem and not the solution. 
And even though I have been actively dismantling these things in myself for years, I am still not exempt because there are more and more white men and women who are finally waking up to the harm that this system creates. And I'm willing and happy to have these uncomfortable conversations over and over again. So that was my response to um, a conversation that I had with a white person, with a white male, you know, acquaintance friend that I've had for many years. And I think that those kinds of conversations are what has continued to be needed right now. Um, and yeah, he he wrote back and said, I push back to your original post to hold up a way a mirror on the way it reads. Without the nuance I added, it is a, simply a condemnation of what you believe the white male psyche is, which you have defined in exclusively the worst of terms. And I, I agree. Like what we've seen is the worst in the collective white psyche, the white supremacy that results in ter in domestic terrorism. Um, and so that was what I was talking about. Um, but I also understand that and hold space to white men and white women to hold space for us to really break down these barriers and allow ourselves to deeply feel and cry and feel the hurt and the pain enough to, you know, take the inner action to step down from, you know, positions of, of power and privilege that could go to a person of color or, you know, transforming the system and not even sitting at the table, but, you know, sitting in circles again and allowing our, our psyche to shed these centuries old atrocities. Um, yeah, but he wrote back that some of what I wrote uh, fuels an implicit bias and does not allow white men of today to be fully seen, to be seen as fully human and capable of being a part of the solution. And all of this requires a deeper conversation and elaboration that we need to take action together and not create more division. And I definitely agree with you, um, my, my white male Facebook friend. And yes, we are all very emotionally raw. And yeah, he, yeah, I'm very grateful to have had this conversation and yeah, for us to, to be doing this work together and, and seeing each human as a part of the problem, you know, each, each human as part of a solution as well as, you know, implicit, um, in, as a, in part of the problem. So, um, yeah, with that, I just want to leave you with a uh, a poem that I wrote in 2012, back when the energy of the new paradigm was beginning to bubble. You know, the the end of the of of the of many human calendars ended in 2012 and what we've been feeling for these eight years up to 2020 is a, for those of us who have been really um, sensitive has been this deep unraveling of these systems and, and 
wanting to allow us to continue to be, yeah, a part of the solution. So um, I leave you with a poem called Collectivism that I wrote back in 2012 with some amazing musician, artists, uh, sound producers, Shahar Eberzin, Truly Squires, Renee Copeland, and mixed and sound magic by Andres Guzman. So I appreciate you. And even though <laughs> just heard a few more either fireworks or shots outside of my window, because this is not over. This is a new beginning of all of us stepping up into our soul's purpose, our womb wisdom, and our work as, as we step into, you know, as we embody the identities and the intersectional, intersectional identities that we inhabit. So I super appreciate your time connecting with me today and send you so much love.
Thank you so much for tuning in to Stories of the In-Between. If you now feel a little more connected to your own inner transformation and our collective liberation, please subscribe. Leave a five-star rating on your favorite platform, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, or anywhere you find your podcast, and or share it with a friend that might find some solace in these words and vibrations. Sending you so much love. Until next time.